0: Hello and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw stories of life change through Jesus, I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today I got to talk with Mark Stellar. He is currently our Director of Sports Ministry Integration. We're going to talk about what the heck that means, and we're also going to see how running into people literally and running himself has changed his trajectory and his family's trajectory and helped him to know Jesus. All right, Mark, thanks for sitting down with me today. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Well, you and I don't know each other really well at all. We've seen each other around church and game day, passing through meetings and things like that. So I am especially delighted to get to know you here today. So I guess I need to start at the beginning then with you. Are you from the Akron area? And what's your your origin story?
1: So not from the Akron area. So I grew up in Columbus um, and spent all of my up the high school years there, uh, and then went to Miami of Ohio uh, for school. Spent a brief time in Chicago, and then lived in Cincinnati for about seven years, uh, and then been up here for sixteen years now. I wow! Think. So yeah,
0: Well, we've covered a lot of ground already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Most of the things that start with the letter C, so Columbus, Chicago, Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, okay. So in Columbus, though, um, what was young Mark like? Were you, um, you know, what kind of kid were you in school? What kind of things were you involved in? What was your your home life
1: like? So, as a kid, I was definitely a sports fan. Uh, Love sports, uh, playing and watching. Uh, as a kid, um, grew up with two sisters. I was the oldest uh, of the three of us, and um, kind of a sports family in general. We loved it. Uh, really felt. Um, I don't know, that was probably like the way we connected uh, okay. as a family. And um, spent a lot of time as a family as well, uh, vacationing to Michigan. Um, we always went up there quite a bit to ski and, and hang out during our summers as well.
0: That's so, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so with that sports stuff, what were your sports of choice?
1: Love soccer. Okay. Uh, it was all about playing soccer um, early on. And it's probably one of my biggest regrets. I gave up mm. soccer to mm-hmm. play football in high school peer pressure friends played football and i gave up soccer uh, and i still still regret it a little bit to this day but that oh, was my favorite so from the time i was five until up until high school Okay.
0: So, yeah. And so you played in, played in school, you know, that, that terrible, like, same-season sport. you got to make that choice. You go to football. You played through school, through high school. Anything beyond that for sports?
1: Nope, nothing beyond. Uh, in fact, I didn't get to finish up. Maybe that's part of the regret. I didn't get mm. to even finish football. I hurt my knee. So I played mm-hmm. football and lacrosse mm-hmm. uh, and hurt my knee and didn't get to play my senior year of either sport mm-hmm. um, at the end. Okay. Okay. So.
0: And talk to me a little bit about, I don't know, were you in an FCA group, Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Was there any of that? Um, you know, here we are sitting at Grace Church. Like, yeah. was that a part of that experience for you as well?
1: Man, no. Okay. None. Zero. Um, that's kind of the exciting part. So there was, uh, actually didn't grow up with any, uh, okay. with any church life at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was never against it. Uh, our family was never against it; it just wasn't a part of it. Interesting. And, you know, okay. our, our Sundays were probably more to practices and games uh, and mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh, sports life for me than it would have been um, for church. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm such a fan of FCA now. So it's funny when you say <laughs> that, but there was yeah. didn't even know it existed.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. So then, friends, um, you mentioned peer pressure into football. Like, did you have a solid friend group? Was there a, a community that you had there with those other? Teammates?
1: Yeah. Um sort of teammates and sort of just a lot of friends. We had a very tight friend group. We're still tight uh to this day, mm-hmm. which I know is kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30, our 30 year reunion coming up this <laughs> oh, summer. So, man. so thirty years later, um, still really tight with that group. Uh and sports definitely bonded us. We were yeah. um sports fans of the Browns and stuff mm-hmm. like that together, but that's that was kind of what brought uh my group together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, when I like when I look at people's life stories, just thinking of uh, influencers in their youth, right? So if they're not involved in a church, then maybe it's a team, maybe it's a coach, mm-hmm. maybe it's teammates, teachers, things like that. What kind of influences did you have in your in for young Mark?
1: It's uh, a good question. My parents were um, good role models for me in a lot of life ways. I don't. I had one really good coach that stood out, uh, that was a football coach in middle school that always kind of supported me and stayed in touch even in the high school. Mm-hmm. I look back now, uh, Mr. K. <laughs> um, I think about him as an influencer, but um, it's funny when I think of some of the biggest influencers in my life, I, th- I think about later in life. I think about my, I think about my, more my career world is when I start, when I look back, I I see people outside of my family that actually influence me. I don't think of them from my youth mm-hmm. as much. Okay,
0: So then let's journey a little a little longer in. So um, college, you mentioned oh, Miami. Miami, Miami Ohio. Yeah. Miami of Ohio. Which major in? What, what was your life like there on campus?
1: So I went pre-med. It was all about being a pediatrician. Wow. And the weed-out courses weeded me out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, Very wisely. Uh, and
1: I, I dabbled in marketing one-on-one and mm-hmm. uh, the business world was intriguing mm-hmm. uh, and so I took a couple more business classes and halfway through decided to throw the pre-med out the window kept the psychology but picked up a marketing major uh, and so I I stayed for five years and three summers mm. to finish my business degree. Record time. Uh, yeah and uh, and loved it so I always awesome. joked if, I thought it was okay to stay for six. it might have, because I, <laughs> I love Miami, and I was loving the business school versus that. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So then, um, extracurriculars other things you're involved in. Is church coming into your life here? That's not—that's not involved yet. Now, also, I mention, we also—I want to mention—we talked about influences, which can be good or bad influences. Mm-hmm. Anything in that mix? Well, and. most
1: Most of my college influences would not be viewed as positive. Okay. You know, um, in, in terms of that, I. I, my grade struggled early on. Mm-hmm. Um, no regrets of this. I, I I was very strong in my fraternity life. Like it made a lot of great friends from it. Um, but there definitely was not a faith life um, from that. I definitely was searching for something. Mm. Um, for sure, I was. I knew I was missing. I I knew I was missing something. Then now I look back. I really know wow. I was missing something. But I I didn't. It was just a lot of your your very stereotypical college fraternity mm-hmm. life surviving mm-hmm. on grades uh mm-hmm. going out a lot mm-hmm. and um just trying to get to the to the end of it mm-hmm. right
0: so. so you did you succeeded i made it. a little bit of extra time yeah. a little bit of extra fun but you made it and then what you know did you know what you wanted to do when you went right into that was there a you know a career journey for you
1: Yeah, there was a big journey. I mean, it's funny, when you sign up, when you make the switch to marketing and you love business, like Mm -hmm. we all think we're going to make like uh, commercials for Nike. And then you find out there's like three of those jobs in the whole country. (laughs) And so it all of a sudden it's like, you're going to have to go into sales. I was like, you know, sales was used cars. You know, like you just had no idea what sales was. Um, But it was like, that's what you're all going to have to do uh, in marketing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the journey was trying to like accept that, jump in. Uh, and start doing the whole sales interview process. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's probably like some of my best influencers where that came from. Mm. Um, so, I, I stumble across through all the process, I end up with this powered equipment company called Campbell Hosfeld. Uh, Love the interview process, loved the interviewing folks to the point where it's probably my first sales call. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. I found out they were from Miami, found out where they were going to dinner after the interview, and showed mm-hmm. up there and kind of like, sold myself. Wow. You're good at that. And, and, (laughs) uh, made sure I got myself the second interview with them, meeting them out. And, uh, and that's kind of where it took off. So,
0: wow. Yeah. So that was your first job. Yep. Yeah. Tell us more about Campbell
1: hospital, powered equipment. I was not a tool guy at all, but it was air compressors, pressure washers, uh, right there in, uh, Cincinnati. So it Mm -hmm. was not much of a, a move for where corporate was. And, um, that's what took me to Chicago. So okay. part of the job was to kind of go out in the field for a little bit before coming back. So mm-hmm. it took me to Chicago for six awesome months Whoa. Uh, and then brought me back to headquarters in Cincinnati.
0: Graduate after. a great five years of college and then go to Chicago yeah. for six months. Yeah, You're kinda, living the American dream so far. Yeah, I kept, like
1: <laughs> kept the college lifestyle going yeah. um, probably in Chicago as well.
0: So. Yeah. Well, what I'm hearing, though, is like Jesus hasn't shown up yet. Right. Nope. And not even like on the radar, would you no. say? Not even. No.
1: On. And it's so... Uh, it's so interesting because I've got to know so many folks from being around grace like um, it is very kind of middle of the road there's no resistance right there's no hearing about it or influencers and in being against it uh, there but there isn't also no church life um, mm-hmm. or whatnot just kind of going down the middle of the road right just wow. kind of like living it out and um, I'm definitely having poles at this point. Okay. Like, there's there's something that's in, in certain decisions in my life, certain tough spots. Like, I'm feeling like something's missing. Like I said, uh, feeling like sometimes there's this compass. Like, as much as I lived the college life, there's certain worst decisions I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I made. Like something was guiding me, right? But mm-hmm. that was about it uh, mm-hmm. at this point. And so even now, even in this work life mm-hmm. um, at Campbell, I'm working with great people, but there's no there's no faith compass mm-hmm. coming into it
0: and can you look back and think like oh man i realize that person was witnessing to me now but i just or or really that was just a void space
1: it was void it's wow. so funny cuz i look back um i'll save the one person i look back my youth okay. i didn't find the there was one person and i didn't fi- figure this out until several years ago but when i look back at all those influencers even then there was not like that story where I feel like they were trying to get mm-hmm. me to church, but there were a lot of good people mm-hmm. in my life um, okay. that started to happen in that in that um, Campbell job, but still not feeling like I'm being influenced or mm-hmm. like resisting it or even sensing it.
0: Okay, so you're like mid twenties at this point, and you're coming back from Chicago. You're back in Cincinnati. Yep. Is that right?
1: Yep.
0: And. You what happens next in your? What's the next chapter?
1: Yeah, so this, so now uh, this is when Annie, okay. wife, comes into into the picture. Okay. Uh, and so um, we have kind of a cool story. So Annie and I both went to Miami. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna share the story. Right?
0: Yeah, so, go for it. So
1: uh, we both went to Miami, knew of each other, but uh, barely spoke more than a couple sentences to each other ever. Yeah, not no, a big we, school
0: either. So you no, know, so you, we, we passed. Yeah, sure. we, mm-hmm. uh, she
1: was in a sorority with a bunch of girls okay. I went to high school with. So, like, we saw each yeah. other. We just never, um, you know, communicated much. Always kind of had uh, had my eye on her, though. Mm-hmm. She had a serious boyfriend for mm-hmm. a lot of college. So She's pretty um, cute, too. Yeah, so, very, very <laughs> I'll cute. just say that. Yeah. I love Annie. Married up like all <laughs> yeah. of us are lucky to do. So, um, so she um, was well, somebody had my eye on, but didn't work out so the the fun part is i'm in cincinnati um my high school friend who was in grad school with annie um, always knew i had liked her well Mm -hmm. my high school friend runs into annie finds out that she's no longer with this boyfriend she literally runs into her so she's my high school friend is no longer at University of Akron. She's graduated. She's picking something up, bumps into Annie. Okay. Physically, and then Annie's upset. Tells her the story. I broke up. So she calls me and says, "I don't <laughs> think Annie's with her boyfriend anymore." Wow. So this now a business trip brings me up to Cleveland. I call her. We start talking on the phone, and several months later, so the bump-in
0: happened in the Cleveland area. Correct. Not down there. Not did down she? There. So she had already moved home from college, and she's from here.
1: No. Yeah, she, well, yeah, yeah, she's from Rocky River. Yep, okay, yep. so she's so, back home. So she's she's in,
0: graduated years later.
1: She's No, she's in grad school at Akron. Okay. My high school friend literally bumps into her. So Annie's in her final year, and my high school okay. friend is done. So, yeah. so they bump into each other, have no business bumping into each other. So maybe mm-hmm, one of the best guys mm-hmm, already working, mm-hmm. right, and calls me and is like, I just saw Annie. She's in her final year at Akron, but she's no longer with that guy. You should call her. So I basically created a business trip, the – Come up to Cleveland yeah. with my Campbell job. Called her. We started we started talking, uh-huh. and so that we chatted long distance for a while, and then started kind of dating um, from there.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, date you in the sense of what year was that ish?
1: Two 2000- thousand. Uh, so ninety nine two thousand. is when Okay, so
0: we for the, our listeners, we don't have cell phones. No. There's no Facebook. No. Not even AIM yet, right? Right. There's no American Online. We're not chatting no. in the chat room. You no. literally had to telephone call her.
1: Long phone calls. Yes. From you know, like at the end of our days, from right. Ten p.m. till. No cell phone 1 filled with pictures or no. anything
0: texting anything like no. that. No, fully Old dated here. School. Yeah, like
1: there's. It is old school. Wow!
0: What fun. Okay, yeah. so you go back down. She's still here. How does the decision to unite your lives come to be?
1: So we we did the long distance thing for a little bit, but we we could tell there was a good mm-hmm. uh, a good connection, mm-hmm. you know. And so we started talking about the idea of her uh, of her moving down to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which was a big deal because mm-hmm. her whole family's in Cleveland. And and so um, once grad school was done. We discussed the p- potential of it, mm-hmm. and she made the commitment to move down. So not uh, not together, but mm-hmm. she moves in and actually lived by herself for a little bit and then moves in with a friend of mine that was down there, mm-hmm. another girl, uh, and – we start dating now in Cincinnati. In again.
0: real life. Yeah, like, in real life. <laughs> in not, proximity. Not three-hour phone
1: conversations from, from and afar. And long
0: drives. I'm sure you couldn't help but hop in the car and meet up. And Columbus t- was, That yes. was where Columbus was nice. We exactly. so at least had a,
1: a, a perfect middle point, but yeah. it was a lot of driving.
0: So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then um, maybe I'm jumping again here, but did she bring a history of faith and that to the table? Very,
1: uh, a, a small bit more, but really very little as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a, kind of a Easter background, Christmas Easter. I've <sighs> never type heard of, that word yeah, before. <laughs> so, like, so, you know, probably would say like, you know, occasional time in mm-hmm. her family, but it was not a big part um, of her life either. Mm-hmm. So we, we certainly weren't dating with a guidance um, of Jesus, let's put wow.
0: that. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Wild. I'm still so fascinated how you're sitting across this chair from me. So we're going to get there. Okay. So now you've met Annie, um, decision to get married. So you're still in Cincinnati at this point, but obviously at some point you move up. So how does that journey go? And you're still working for... I'm
1: working for Campbell, Mm -hmm. Oswald still. So we decided to get married down there. Um, so we got married in 2001, November of 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're down there living. We have, uh, we have, I'll try and fast forward a little bit. So we have Jackson a um, couple years in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're having, we were having a poll to leave. Now we, now we have a kid. We don't have any grandparents, yep. right? There's no family around. So it starts to hit home. Mm-hmm. We don't have anybody around. So we start, maybe we'd want to make the move. So we start considering Columbus. Mm-hmm. And we, this is the fun part of thinking about Grace and Akron. Mm-hmm. So we're all about Columbus where my mom is, or we're all about West side of Cleveland where mm-hmm. her family is. And we start looking hard looking at pharmaceutical sales jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to a wedding, uh, run into a high school buddy of mine who um, tells me about this medical device world that at the time, again, what everybody kind of knows about, but at the time was kind of quiet. Everybody knew pharma, nobody mm-hmm. knew medical device. And he says, like, hey, I've got this opening It's coming on my team. You should interview for that instead mm-hmm. of this pharma thing. So he sets me up, interview for it, and... I get that. So that's what brings us up. Well, it actually brings us to Akron, which is something we never saw coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it just made too much sense in terms of where the job was going to be. Okay. So we end up in Akron, which was never on the list.
0: Wow. Um, okay.
1: But that's why we're here now.
0: Yeah. And then that's a little nice between Columbus and Cleveland. You know, not super close to either family unit, but Correct. drivable certainly to both. And they could come and help maybe stay a weekend things like that. Yeah. When you're having the littles and everything. Yeah,
1: that's exactly it. So it gave us this balance of... Having people around, but still kind of building our own life.
0: Sure, so. that's awesome. Okay, so you're in you're in Akron now, and you said that's what's cool about uh, Akron and Grace. So, how did you get to be, become part of the Grace family? So
1: the same high school buddy that told me about Med Device, and I'm not working with, ends up being in the same neighborhood that we buy a house in. Uh-huh. We don't even know this, and they start inviting Annie and I to Grace. Okay. Um, pretty early on when we came. I was very much, Annie's intrigued. We have a Uh child now. She's like, I think we should find a way to look at church. And I'm like, good for you. I'm not against it. Have fun.
0: That's such an interesting statement. I'm not against it. Just like you said in your youth. I've been saying this whole way, right? Your family, you, uh, There's not against it. There's no opposition. It's just not necessary, it seems. Or like a a, a yearning or anything like that.
1: Wow. People people from afar would say, like, Mark's a nice guy. So I'm Mm -hmm. definitely living this, like, I'm a good person. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't see what it's going to do just for me. Neutral. Fine, go for it. But, you know, I'm not against it, but I don't I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Right. So they start going mm-hmm. um, off and on. Uh, she brings Jackson as a young, young kid. They start going with Shaw's mm-hmm. to, to Grace for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I keep saying I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll just jump to
0: mm-hmm. the
1: moment. Yes. So I've been saying, no, uh, Jackson is now... Four years old, okay. And they asked me again one day um, to go, and I said, "No, I'm, you know, you guys go, buddy. It's, I'm, I'm good." Uh He said, "Dad, you tell us to try everything once before we say no, and you haven't tried, so you should come."
0: Your four-year-old said that to you. That's Jackson. I need to shake his hand. What a kid! Yeah, that's amazing.
1: So that is what brought me in the door. Um, Wow. So he had me in my own words, and so Mm -hmm. I came. Um, and I say that's what got me in the door and then I always say Ezra is what brought me back for a second time because I'm a huge music fan and I didn't okay. know music could be like that Ah, right and yes. so when I come in I'm like wow this is great yeah. um and so that got me back a second time
0: okay well then there's there's I would imagine not an uh knowledge awareness that you could or should accept Jesus as your savior, and that seems like a leap from the music's okay yeah. to I want to give my life to this. And how did how did that transition happen?
1: So I I think the biggest jump was you know after that started there was like a uh, you know you hear the term consumer I was I was happy being a consumer of grace because mm-hmm. here I am I'm kind of pat meant like. Good for me. I never went to church. Now I'm going. So look at mm-hmm. me. I'm showing up one and out of one and a half out of every four Sundays mm-hmm. or whatever. Um so I'm feeling good. Well, Annie started we started talking about life groups and kind of getting this poll to try. So next up, Annie starts trying life groups out. Yep. I'm like, I'm go good. Annie, go. I'm going to church. <laughs> like, I don't need this, I don't need to go to somebody's house and yeah. whatever. So she starts kind of trying out different life groups. Um and then finally lands um with the Radles, uh, who end up uh, being in our neighborhood. Yeah. And it so it turns out we were just started doing Indian princess and Indian guides. And Radles and Vetrano's are two Grace families. Mm-hmm. They're in there. So she's like, you know these folks. Try mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, all right. So she gets me to go try a life group out. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a sales business guy, so I'm liking this Networking, interaction. Yep. I'm liking the, you know, the smaller being able to kick it around and being mm-hmm. able to say what I agree and disagree with and so I like it. Um, so the crazy thing is about, I don't know, three months after we're in it, I turn to Annie and say, I want to lead one of these life groups. Whoa. And she's like, what? So so that was kind of like, I, I always say that's where we moved from kind of pat myself on the back and mm-hmm. consumers to like really taking, uh, mm-hmm. taking a leap. And Mark Radle gets a ton of credit for that, yeah. as I always say, because the Radle's, Really helped us, yeah. Um, pushed us like, hey, we can't lead, can you lead tonight? And it was those mm-hmm. few experiences where I was like, oh, okay, their living
0: room is full of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. a lot of magic has happened in there, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, so that's amazing, we give them a lot of credit for it. So
0: that's amazing. Okay, so at some point along that way, you like accept Jesus, yeah, right?
1: That's the leap. So we get baptized in 2013 mm-hmm. and we go on to start leading a life group. So we led, led a group for Over three years, Mm -hmm. um, and that you know that changed us a lot. We were definitely in this like so. We're both new, right? So, you know, despite Andy kind of helping Mm -hmm. guide, we're both new to this. So we're we are stressing out that now, okay, we're doing this life group. Can we do this? Can we lead people? Can we do it? And it Mm -hmm. just changed our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, We learned we didn't have to have all the answers, but we just had to have a, you know, an open house and a willingness to connect and. God did the rest.
0: So. That's amazing, and I've heard like you just got to create that vacuum sometimes. Like Mark and Leanne, who may or may not have conveniently had to miss a week in order to allow somebody else to step in to lead. You know, later is yes. like, oh, thanks for having done that, but just got to create that vacuum yep. and allow someone to be pushed into that, and then they get their chance to to lead as well. Yeah. So.
1: And maybe not. I always say like there's some people that's their way of finding out that that's not their path too, that's right? True. But I think it. It's, it's like everything else. Just mm-hmm. as Jackson said, you got to try it once mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. before you say
0: no from so. the mouths of babes. Yep. Well, and then you think about okay, maybe not life group leadership, but at this church, there's so many opportunities to find your thing. You mm-hmm. know, so um, finding community and involvement and the hands and feet of Jesus in the form of other believers who are around you that you can you know, mature together, yeah. whether it's somebody just coming to know faith or getting, you know, everybody's just taking one step closer, right? Yep. So what has that played out like for you? I am i don't want to give any spoiler alerts to where you are today, but your medical sales, you're coming into the church, doing life group leadership and loving that community. And, you know, what's stirring in your heart at this point?
1: Sports starts to stir in my heart, right? So we love life group leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we step away, we definitely dabbled in some different mm-hmm. ways to serve. But um, I mentioned this before. I have This is where other people start to, I look back and connect the dots, right? You can only connect them backwards, not forwards mm-hmm. um, with God. And I look back and sports mm-hmm. comes into the picture because I have a boss who is a believer um, and who's also good at pushing me um, to, to get outside my comfort zone. I'm in my late 30s at this point. He's pushing me to, you know, run a 5K, do something, don't just start... Be bummed out mm-hmm. because your body isn't what it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for Grace Race, okay? That's my first 5k ever. Wow, he trained for it, just go for it. Well, I do it, I run the 5k, I love it, I love the experience. I'm excited. I meet Donnie Varney, uh huh, at this 5k. Explain to us who, who Race Race. Donnie Varney is. So
0: Donnie Varney is.
1: <laughs> so Donnie Varney is the sports pastor, right? We have a sports pastor at this a church, sports <laughs> pastor here. Um. Which was crazy. When I met him, I didn't even think that could be right. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was just recently coming on board um, because we were committing to sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I literally, probably literally run into him (laughs) at this grace race. We get to know each other. um, And that's kind of where I started to understand uh, the beauty of how sports and faith could could intertwine.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we, uh, how do we do that here at Grace, and what did your involvement look like? So that was new. Donnie's just coming. I mean, you mentioned soccer before, and the origins of sports here at Grace was just a soccer camp, one week in the summer, yeah. you know, way back in the day, and that has grown to more things. Um, and how did you get involved in that?
1: So I think so. Grace Race was the jump start from there. So after Donnie and I meet, uh, he basically says, hey, how would you like to um, help recruit people for a big – big vision for this grace race. How would you like to help recruit people next year? I said, it sounds great. So I help him be in charge of recruiting the following year. Mm -hmm. That goes really well. You know, we end up with 1100,
0: 1200
1: people. Who come to be a part of grace race in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then the year after that, he says, how would you like to be the lead volunteer and kind of like run the grace race? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what, not kind of, that's Mm -hmm. what brought me into sports. Um, Ironically, a sports I didn't even care about, you know, running, um, Mm -hmm. But that's what brought me in. So recruiting, connecting, doing all that from Grace Race is all that stuff you stuff. had
0: in the business world that now you're applying in your yeah. living room at Life Group and now it, toward this Grace Race and I can see that over and over again. So like there's this gifting within you that you discovered in college when you changed your degree and you started to get, um, you know, living it out in this medical sales field and you're seeing that and that passion and that drive that God created in you, which you can now state it that way probably and then you know, maybe there's another layer to that where you use that in a new and even bigger way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's starting to pull at me, right? So I'm working with Donnie. I'm loving Grace Race. I originally said I was going to do that for one or two years, and then here I was
0: mm-hmm. going
1: on. And and God starts pulling on me um, to think about this, because not just because of Grace Race, because I'm seeing I coach game day, and I got to see how amazing game day was, and mm. I'm seeing how sports are growing you know, for us. And so God was starting to pull on me um in the marketplace for a while. Um and then April of twenty nineteen at breakfast, once I told Donnie that I was truly starting to think about like, do you ever see a place for me actually mm. coming on staff? And and um and that's where the conversation started. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at eye opener April of twenty nineteen still wow. So.
0: Coming up on an anniversary of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. So and a couple of things have happened in between 2019 and now, including a global pandemic and mm. a lot of adjustments to a grace race, to a basketball program. Were you part of those um, those things that we were doing at that time and helping uh, them to bob and weave?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, grace race was a big one, right? Because I mean, yeah. we went from this 1200 people at Copley High School to now what? And we made some pretty big decisions to keep it going. So we did virtual vir- virtual versions, right? Grace, grace race, grace. any place? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and, and it was a big success because yeah. we, we actually learned how we could connect more outside of mm-hmm. Northeast Ohio with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got to be a big part of kind of adapting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, even, even 21, we still had to get a little creative with, with still doing mm-hmm. virtual. So um, that was a lot of fun to see us kind of adjust but not go away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and it's kept the momentum. Now we can kind of integrate both. Right? Absolutely. So,
0: I love when you hear fellow church family members that essentially are working a part-time job at Grace through their efforts of volunteering, but not in a way of like have to, but a Mm -hmm. get to, because as I was saying, the passion and the, the absolute wiring of you that God did when you were born and, ha, you know, you didn't know that whole time, but now that's being applied in this place where you can have like eternal impact on people and not just, you know, financial impact and, and the job and all that kind of stuff. So then that leads to, you know, you making a, a comment to Donnie who probably was salivating over that. And, um, you know, did he, like, what, are you sure what, yeah, you know, what did said, he do there? Yeah, he's like,
1: careful what you, yep. you, know, you know, the dangerous <laughs> prayers book, I guess mm. that was probably like the beginning of dangerous prayers. Sure. Um, but, yeah, we start talking about it. And then, yeah, the pandemic hits. I would say just like a few people out there, it was probably a blessing. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no way it was happening two months after I said that to them. Um, but the pandemic allowed us to allowed us to think about it, pray on it, plan for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably made it that much more possible for us to, to make it a reality here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, spoiler alert, we... So yeah, what's here the reality? I am. <laughs> as of uh, as of July, I came on board, um, yeah. so I'm now the director of sports ministry integration. Wow, uh, it's a mouthful. We haven't figured out how to shorten that yet, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So going on uh, almost nine months here um, on staff.
0: Wow. So director of sports ministry integration. Yes. I love the use of the word integration there because I, I kind of wanted to bring this up, like uh, <clears throat> use of sports 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 life sports family um there's a there is a usefulness there's like a um uh like how does that play into a church like why why is there this giant building being built here why how are we using this like what's the god side of that sports life
1: yeah I think that the integration is it is a great term like you mm-hmm. said it's the it's a couple on a couple of layers the integration partially is is just to help us make sure all the folks that are a part of sports, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's so many families. You got 637 game day kids, mm-hmm. you know, probably 500 plus families that are there, um, and we want them to know all the things that Grace has to offer, mm-hmm. not just sports. So part of that integration is making sure that marriage and care and mm-hmm. mission trips and thank you and Power Kids <sighs> and all those things that yeah. we do are known. Because we do hear that from a lot of people, we really enjoyed game day. We actually enjoyed grace. Mm. We kind of wanted to be more involved. We just had no idea where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of my role is trying to make that easier for folks to take steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part is just internally mm-hmm. to integrate. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, there's so much going on in all the different ministries. So I'm always making sure that we're thinking about mm-hmm. how the new thing in marriage or the mm-hmm. new thing in mission trips or whatever is is blended into what sure.
0: we do. Sure. And leading leaders, I'm sure as well, how many coaches, how many referees, yes. how many volunteers serving popcorn and cleaning up popcorn <laughs> in it. the lobby yeah. so those people need to be spiritually led as well and i'm I'm guessing you have some involvement there too
1: yeah, yeah so yeah. we um, we have this game changer sports leaders, mm. so that's probably you know my biggest role has probably been gathering, equipping and empowering maybe mm-hmm. like the the groups of leaders, so that new building is only as successful as the leaders. I mean, we mm-hmm. can get all sorts of people to sign up and do stuff, but if you don't have folks to help lead and to volunteer and do all those things, and it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I know Donnie loves acronyms, so you just made one for him. G, yeah, the go, Gathering, right? Equipping, and Empowering. There we go, <laughs> there there we go Donnie. Was on the spot,
1: Donnie. You're there welcome. There you go. Oh, <laughs> for you. Uh, he probably wants another letter or two in there. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's, that's kind of where Game Changers have been. The, the idea is that they are sports leaders and they're helping – you know, it's not me going and helping, but they're mm-hmm. helping all those families kind of do that integration mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Make mm-hmm. sure that um I always say if somebody's marriage is hurting mm-hmm. and you're coming to watch your kids play basketball, how do we make sure they know that know, resources. they're in the building that could be helping that? So mm-hmm. they're not showing up next year at game day going, wow, I really wish mm-hmm. I knew that was there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're doing and what game changers are doing.
0: Mm mm-hmm. I love that. It sounds like you're creating more vacuums. Like, I could do that, but I'm letting others step into that space. Yes. Like, so you're, you're generating leaders and giving people opportunity to stretch some some muscles that maybe they might not otherwise do if you weren't there to coordinate and integrate all of those processes and even listen and watch and hear and learn right. and say, oh, wow. I saw this family experience this. Wouldn't it be cool if we did that for more? Yep. And there might be more families that look like that as well. And what could we set up to make it more comfortable, more possible yeah. for them to enter this space?
1: And maybe they can connect better than the other person. Sometimes God just puts us in front of people that we got some sort of connection. Right. Maybe I don't, but they do. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the exciting part.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, fully trusting the Holy Spirit to step into that space. And I think what's kind of uh, boggling my mind here or just like warming my heart maybe is thinking of, you know, Mark growing up as in a sports family and a sports life. And I kept saying like, did anybody influence you? What, who was there? Was, was there anybody sh- witnessing to you or showing you anything? Had you gone to game day and had you as a kid mm. gotten to learn the hope of Jesus and had your mom and dad shown up in the stands and seen the hope of Jesus mm-hmm. through this vessel that you went to all those things, whether it be at the community center or the school or whatever vessels that you did it through. That seems like why we have this in a church building because your family would have shown up for that. They would have, yeah. Their lives would have been changed. You, you would have found Jesus so much younger and had that so much more time with him. Um, so the gifts that you're now giving to these families, as you lovingly draw them into this space with the opportunity to hopefully go deeper and yeah. make a connection is, is really cool.
1: Look at the power of the kids. I mean, we just told Jackson's story, so yes. and that's what's happening. All these game day kids are like, let's, let's get involved, let's go. And parents are like, great. Yeah. Right? They're just, uh, they're just looking, looking for that open door. Yeah, um, Like you said. So
0: When you meet a family and they say the reason they're there is because their their kid's classmate invited them to student ministries or mm-hmm. their their kid's neighbor asked them to cheer with them on the cheerleading team and they started to come through that. Like, that's the reason we do this stuff. That's the reason for the building. I, I know they keep saying the building's not what's important, but you need one. For, it's a tool, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a
1: tool. I mean, it is a tool. And it's a really important tool because it's not about... I think so often people will think it's about church on Sundays. It's real. It's not. We just talked about whether it's a marriage group or it's mm-hmm. a missions trip or whatever. Like, I think we're in a time where people can pursue their faith and do that with those steps before they... It's not just come to church with me on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another place where people can come and learn and um, figure out their faith a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: So. I want to touch back on one one more important thing here is, I'm sure that wasn't a small decision to leave that role that you were in, the life, the... You know, just yeah. every, what is the word here? The lifestyle and all the things you were used to and for your wife and your family to make that decision, to make that change, to like work in full-time ministry. That's a, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. what was that like for you to make that choice? Or was it literally so divine that it's, you stepped right into it?
1: A little bit of both. I mean, I give Annie a ton of credit for that. Mm-hmm. There's no way something like that happens if you're like not equally yoked, right? Right. Um, and so Annie's support with it mm-hmm. was step one. Um, uh, this wasn't going to be me kind of pulling my family along. It mm-hmm. really, it was my family almost lightly pushing. Mm-hmm. I was excited. But when I told them very quickly what I had said to Donnie, my family was supportive of that mm-hmm. from the beginning, especially Annie. So that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was still a lot of planning, uh, but it has been divine. I, I, when I think about how this new world and role is pulling out so many of my, um, things I love mm-hmm. and strengths and putting them mm-hmm. into use. It's just, it's awesome. Every time people ask, I just had a buddy of mine just yesterday at the office from my old med device world swung by and was asking and I'm like 11 out of 10. Still, I've been saying that for nine months and I think at first people thought like, oh, it's honeymoon or it's, what, it's not like, it mm-hmm. has just been, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's been change. Yes, there's been challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's been amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. And you're still using that psychology and that marketing and that business mindset that you took five years to learn in college. And perhaps some days, even a little bit of that med too, when you're like, got a sprained ankle or (laughs) a cut knee or something on the court. So it all really does come together full circle to those things that you didn't know you were seeking back then when you were trying to find your way. But
1: yeah, you you talk about no spare parts and like that idea. Like it's, you look back now and all those parts that were going on. I felt like I was. Now I can totally see how he was involved, mm-hmm. but he was bringing all those things forward. And now I'm using using and enjoying it um, more than I ever thought how it could all come together. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. And I believe the best is yet to come. You know, you really have just started in this role. And so however many years ago that college was and all the things that have come between here and there have whether it was, um, you know, tangible or not, God was directing it, and He's brought you here. And I think that this is really, you know, which what sport analogy can we can we use? The springboard, the, yeah. the launch point that um, you know you're you're literally in like training season still, and you're ready, you're yes. ready to go. Yep, you've been training up. that's amazing. The
1: ideas we have, and the ideas, you can imagine how many ideas we hear in the lobby at game day. Like <laughs> uh, the, the opportunities are just. They're going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: Well, thanks for everything that you're doing for our community, for our kids, for the families here at Grace, and for saying yes, you know, and accepting that challenge, that call, that next step to to move into full-time ministry and the gifts that you bring to our church family.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's been awesome.
0: Uh, Mark, we really appreciate you here. Thanks for being on Unscripted.
1: Thank you, Audrey. Appreciate it.